Hello, welcome to Utubia. Stephen Chicken here alongside David Hartrick, as usual, recording this intro for the second time. Yeah, a bit of deja vu. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? A uh, little peek behind the curtain there. How are you doing, Dave? Uh, not too bad at all. Been at Centre Parks, haven't you? I have, yeah. Done my ankle in on the rapids. Lovely. Yeah, last last thing, was it, before yeah, you Yeah, literally walking out the pool, last go on the rapids, slipped over, did my ankle. You can't see because I've, I've grown a beard out a bit, but... Um, I've got a, a scar on my chin from when I was about four, which was at a centre park site thing in Belgium called Sun Parks. Yeah. And there was a slide that was in the shape of a swan. And I insisted that, it was thinking, I think it was the last day as well, yeah. insisted that before we go, I have one more go on this swan slide. Went down it, and there was a, like a wall at the bottom to like, yeah, keep the water in like a little low. Yeah. And just went boof, into the chin, three stitches under my chin, blood everywhere. Again, so. this is one of the moments where I'm sort of wondering, is anyone still listening? <laughs> I might cut this out, we'll see. But yeah, centre parks, centre parks swimming pools are death traps. That's that's the lesson. Uh, so, Huddersfield Town drawn with Wigan Athletic at the weekend since we last spoke, Dave. What did you make of the game? Uh, yeah, the qual- exactly. Yeah. I think that about sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, the, the, the quality wasn't great. That, uh, that very Huddersfield Town thing at the moment of just get a team that sort of works out on the pitch because of the absences good to see Simpson back Yeah, worth saying that I think Flo's kept that place on the left side not just because there's no one else but because he has shown signs of improvement I know uh, there is another Huddersfield Town podcast called Andy Takes That Chance you won't believe it but there is one out there Wow! Um, and they were talking on their 50th episode last week Uh, they were talking a little bit about Flo and they were there was a, a suggestion from from one of the guests that potentially was playing for a move. I don't think he is. I think he's just got his head down. And, yeah. and I think the other thing is playing on the left. He he's not as comfortable, so just naturally he holds his position better. Yeah. He doesn't want to go galloping eighty yards up the pitch because he's concerned about how he covers. But it's not his his natural, no. uh, not his natural position. But that, that's fine. Adam, I mean. He got the assist against Charlton. Yeah, you know, and it was it, a good assist as well, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. That was when he'd moved up onto the wing because um, Danny Simpson came on at left back and Flo mm-hmm. went to the left wing at that point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a, it was a good uh, good cutback for Matty Daly. And then for the Carlin Grant's goal on Saturday against mm-hmm. Wigan, it was his dummy run that sort of yeah. took a defender away and allowed Grant to get that because there was no way he was getting a shot on target no. from there with the two defenders in front of him. But just... Flo coming in and dragging that defender away yeah, just allowed him that extra little half a yard to get in and, yeah. and wallop it into the top corner. So it was a, it was an intelligent run, to be fair. Their analysts there. will be really annoyed their defenders fell for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's something we wrote about a few weeks ago that Town would actually need to adapt to the fact that everyone was mm. onto that because you can... <laughs> it reached a point where teams were realised, particularly the, the Birmingham and Swansea games, they realised that they could just let Lewis O'Brien, who was playing left-back at the time, just let him keep going yeah. down the left because as long as you were blocking Grant's path to goal, yeah. that was more important. You could just let the left-back go as much as you yeah. want. So. Snuff out the, the main fire, not yeah. the little fires around it, that's the thing. And I, But yeah, going, going back to the game... I, it wasn't a high quality game no. again it was both sides were struggling to get into a little bit of rhythm but again without sort of going over stuff we've said before this is where town are with these injuries and uh, you know with other players unavailable as <laughs> we'll say and 
the squad as it is, it's it's difficult to do anything other than survive yeah. <laughs> from game to game at the moment. And that this was the sort of performance that felt a bit a bit like that. But they've got a couple of home games coming up in quick succession. Four points from two away games anywhere in the championship. That'll do, won't it? Yeah. That'll do. I think it's especially frustrating. One, because it's it's a relegation rival. I think people saw it as a winnable game. I mean, we both yeah. sat there on Thursday and said we thought got yeah, they should I, win it. And I think we were right in that, you know, I was saying they, they haven't got loads of ways to hurt you, Wigan. Mm. So if you block off their main weapons, yeah. they're all right. And, and in fact, but, as it proved, the only yeah. way that they actually got anything... Was Camille Grabara gave it to him, unfortunately. Yeah. I think we need to talk about Grabara a bit because, like I, I've said before with transfer windows and stuff, goalkeepers are easy. You can get, you can get a goalkeeper, no problem whatsoever, because mm. ultimately every club has got three, and that means if you've got one on the pitch, one on the bench, there's one spare there. Yeah. <laughs> so they're very easy to get, but I think the thing about Grabara is. He's a really young keeper. Yeah, he's got immense potential. You've seen in some of the saves he's pulled off this season. He is a he's got the potential to be a really good shot stopper, and he doesn't lack for confidence Not certainly off the pitch. Um, but the problem is with Town, they've got they're all young, inexperienced goalkeepers, mm. and you really feel over the summer. I didn't think it was priority, but you really think the more you see the way things are going on. If they stick with Stankovic particularly as well, you know, Elphick's injured long term. Stankovic is playing really, really well. Yeah. There's absolutely, you know, if Tommy Elphick was 100% fit, I wouldn't put him back in the team at no. the moment because Stankovic is playing brilliantly. You feel like perhaps it's time, I mean, and again, there is the chance they lose Simpson in the summer as well. Mm. Perhaps it's time to go and look for a 30-year-old goalkeeper who's got 250 to 300 games under his belt and get some solidity in that position and some experience because I've spoke before that I don't think he's brilliant on crosses I, mm. but I understand that because he's a young player and to come out and command your area that's something you sort of that's when your chest is puffed yeah, up and you feel, it, you? you feel fully confident but I think there's a couple of other areas of the game that they're looking at and that goal with some of his distribution, I feel it's been coming yeah, for a while. Yeah, definitely has. Yeah, I mean, there was one that springs to mind against Luton, mm. where he basically did a Cruyff turn in his own goal. Yeah. And if, if, they'd got a ta- if he'd got a foot in for any kind of tackle, it would have been in the net. Mm. And there's been a couple like that where he's, he's yeah. really <sighs> gone close to the edge with it. Yeah. But in an unnecessary way. It's not like he's been... I mean, there was one later on where Danny Simpson passed it back to him and he had mm. to come herring out his goal he actually did quite well to get uh, in front of Josh Windass former Town Academy player yeah. to get in front of Josh Windass and stop him getting a second one handed to him he came out and made the tackle and Stankovic hooked it away so but you can understand rushing in those situations but this one it was a perfectly fine pass back yeah, to him from Stankovic he had time to take a touch yeah. but instead he, he tried but he to hit it had, first time on his left foot but he also had a player available yeah. So if he wanted to take a safety option... Back to Stankovic. Just play it back to Stankovic. So yeah. it really was a stinker. But there's been a couple of times this season where I know they've been told to play it out from the back, and we spoke about this with Elphick. So I used it as a defence with Elphick. I have to use it as a defence with Grabara. But there's been a couple of times in those situations where he's played it to defenders or full-backs 
with a man bearing down on them. Yeah. When you play out from the back, you have to take a safety option first because otherwise all that happens is you you can lose the ball in the, like, the most dangerous area of the pitch. I think he'll learn from it. And I think he's certainly good enough to stay in Town's goal for the rest of the season. I don't think Town had any other option or anything like that. But it, it just sort of re-emphasises that we have to look towards next season because of what's happening this time. And in the summer, you really feel like, yeah, it's probably time to go and get an, an experienced goalkeeper. Mm. Um, even if you're not going to play him as a number one. Yeah. To have somebody who's there as an arm round your number one, if you've got, you know, if you go with with Schofield potentially or something like that, just to, it it just feels like that's an area that suddenly needs a little bit of looking at, yeah. and it's not just the mistake at the weekend. It's a it's a bit of a cumulative thing, but he is a brilliant shot stopper. Yeah, he is, and I think I mean Hodgkinson even said at the start of the season when they signed him. He's a young goalkeeper. He's going to make mistakes, and he'll probably cost us a couple of games this season. Yeah. Um, so, and I think if you'd said at the start of the season, how many errors would you expect from him that are going to yeah. lead to goals? You would probably say three or four. Yeah. And we're pretty much one more game, and then we're halfway through the season, and he's made two. Mm. So he's he's doing about what you would yeah, expect. Yeah. And I would also I would also say potentially two and a half because. I go back to that derby game and yeah, everybody header. blamed Elphick. I don't think Grabara covered himself in glory at all with that first goal. Yeah. But that's a that's another discussion. But it, again, it just goes to show that if you've got an injury crisis and you've got an inexperienced goalkeeper, mm. it, it really is. For Danny Cowley at the moment, this is the most testing time of his career. Yeah. You know, it really is because... He's got. He's he's really scratching around to get a team together. Yeah. He's scratching around to get a bench together, and then individual errors cost them as well. It's like, it's mind blowing, really, isn't it? It's. I think lesser managers, it would, they would already be at the point where they were shouting and screaming in the press and blaming this, that, and the other. Mm. And the thing I like about Cowley is, he acknowledges the problems they've got, but he. He also says, but yeah, we still have a job to do. We still should yeah. be blamed. Excuses you know. don't win football matches. And that's, that's I think as town fans, I think you need to take an awful lot of comfort in that. Because yeah. that shows a bloke who is not willing to just say, oh, it'd be better when the injuries get better. But Simpson back was a bonus. Yeah, it was, despite him almost giving, <laughs> giving Windass that goal. Um, yeah, no, definitely good to have Simpson back. I thought he looked a bit, a little bit stiff, but you'd expect that in his first start back from injury. He had only played sort of fifteen minutes in the previous sort yeah. of three weeks, so you, you would kind of expect that. Obviously, Trevor Chalaba was back from suspension. Uh, I didn't think he had a particularly good game again, to be honest. But mm. um, where was his last good game? Do you think the, the g- he played well against Swansea in Birmingham? To be mm. fair, uh, he, he generally my my read on Chalaba is basically I don't think he plays very well in a 4-3-3 I don't think he plays well when he's asked to get forward and do a lot of work in the final third and the strategy when they started the game whether this was execution or the plan was every time Town got on the ball he was bombing forward that that was yeah. it for the first sort of 20 minutes but they just couldn't find any fluency in that midfield but I think part of the problem there was that they had Bakuna playing as the number 10 and I don't think yeah, Bakuna can play I as a 10 I don't like Bakuna as a 10 either the problem he, he's got is that he Bakuna's at his best when he's sort of coming from deep and running yeah. at people and getting into that and breaking through the lines to make that space. Mm. Whereas if you try and put him 
in as the number 10 where he's meant to be standing in that space and yeah. everyone going around him it doesn't work and he ends up just which is what happened on Saturday just coming deep to try and get the ball yeah. I mean if you look at his heat map it's almost identical to Jonathan Hawks and he was meant to be, I think he was pretty sure it took me ages to work out whether it was meant to be a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3 yeah. because he kept you kept dropping, and I think it was looking at it back. I think it was meant to be a four-three-three. Well, one. even and in a four-three-three, he would have been nominally the sort of creative yeah. midfielder either way, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. I I don't like him as a ten purely from the point of view that Baguna is a player who likes to have the ball at his feet. Yeah, and I like my number tens to constantly be looking for the one touch. Yeah, exactly. You know, pass, flick. You know, get your striker in, knock it out wide see the overlap whereas Bakuna is like you say he's far happier coming from deeper he wants to carry the ball mm. he wants to be the main man he wants to take the shot on from 25 yards which is absolutely fine but when you're a 10 you're supposed to be a feeder Yeah. and so I I, I just don't think it gets the best out of him but again it's needs must isn't yeah. it it really is it's 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 tough talking about Huddersfield Town from a critical point of view at the moment because there's so many caveats to every problem they yeah. have. It's like it's difficult to analyse it. Well, we were talking before we came on air about how Carl and Grant had to play centre forward again, which Cowley has said he, he would prefer not to have to do. So he'd, he'd, he'd they played the four four two with with Mooney the, the previous couple of games, and that did all right. Um, but they they couldn't do that because Mooney was ill, so he only came yeah. on for the last half hour. And Fraser Campbell's out, so there's no other apart from Kean Harrett. There's no other centre forward. So Grant had to play as that centre yeah. forward, and and he really, to be honest, it was a quiet game. And it's we were actually talking before the game and saying, well, at half time, saying he's having another quiet game, and mm-hmm. it's getting to the point where we're going to have to start talking about the fact that he's having so many quiet games. Yeah. But the thing is, is that even when he's having a quiet game, he can pop up and score a goal like yeah, that. Yeah, this is this is the thing. I think the thing of. The thing about it is, I mean, we've all without getting too like deep in it, but analytics obviously a huge part of football now, mm. and every team has a, a sort of whole great swathe of analysts who go over every player, every game. Uh, you know, most most analysts will watch every opponent's game they've played this season, <laughs> you know, b- mm. and before presenting their report, so they have the fine detail. One of the things we've spoke about off air is me and you have both pointed to the fact that teams are just playing Grant better, so Town are struggling to get the ball to him in the area where he hurts you, mm. which is in that pocket to the side of the area where he can cut inside and take that shot on. Yeah. And credit to Grant, he still keeps scoring, yeah. and he still keeps finding ways to score. But He hasn't gone more than two games without a goal at no. any point this season, which is but crazy. He, if he's going to certainly if he's going to take the step up longer term he's also got to adapt his own game a little bit and he's got to find it's fine having a signature move yeah (laughs) but you've also got to have like you've got to be able to do everything else and he just there are other parts of his game it's that that need the fine tuning But Town also have to find that system and they have to find that 10, which is, I know everybody thinks it's going to be Pritchard, but as good as Pritchard played when he came back in, I also think there's a decision to be made over Pritchard in the summer because everybody keeps saying what a good player he is and how perfect he is and how much better Town will be when he's bang on form. But we haven't really seen this now. 
in the entirety of his town career. Yeah. So in the new year, you sort of feel that Pritchard needs to prove something as well. We've been in all these press conferences, and every time Alex Pritchard comes up, what does Cowley say? Yeah, desperate, crying out for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've all, as managers, we've always wanted to work with a player of the calibre yeah. of Alex Pritchard. He's got to start showing it when he comes back. Yeah, and Grant will be a major beneficiary of that, I think. Yeah, and but, it, in fairness, I mean, he's obviously had injury problems. It's a cyst behind his knee, apparently. Apparently, Carly said his knee is actually in pristine condition, but he's got this cyst at the back of his knee that's causing irritation and affecting his mobility. Uh, and, and causing him some pain, so they're trying to shrink the cyst. Basically, right? They're, they're giving him cortisone injections to try and to try and shrink it down. So they're hopeful that he's going to be back in a, in a week or so. They reckon it takes about ten days from when you get the injection. Yeah. So, but yeah, I kind of agree on Pritchard that the I, I, I'm a I've been a fan of Pritchard since he was initially on loan at Brentford because mm. whenever I saw him play, sort of doing the rounds, it was brilliant. Like you know, at times he was. Completely unplayable. He's, he was uh, yeah, head and shoulders. Particularly in the else. championship, like yeah, metaphorically, know? not yes. physically. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 a perfect sort of championship number mm. ten, or at least he he was. But he's I think through a combination of well, just mainly through fitness issues, to be honest, and being played yeah. out of position. Yeah, and, and I struggling mean, to get a run of games. Yeah, he's not the, really he, done he, it. He was played out of position in the Premier League, and I think that Premier League run just battered so yeah. many players into into submission in the end yeah. but he needs to he needs to step up and Town need him to step up because I mean ultimately he's effectively Town's one of Town's senior players now yeah. which I know he's I know he's one of these players that everybody's going to think of as eternally 19 like yeah. James Milner but he is one of the senior pros there and he's, yeah. he's got a and, and Grant needs that Grant needs feeding yeah. that's that's how you get the best out of him he, he, he give him the ball and let him do what he does best, but he's got to he's got to do a bit of work, and Town have got to do a bit of work to get on him. And I, the other thing is Campbell, though, isn't it? It helps yeah. him enormously. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the it was interesting. Cowley said that the team is so unbalanced. We've got we haven't got a left-footed player available to us at the moment. Mm. I just want one or two left-footed players <laughs> or Fraser Campbell back. And I think yeah. what he means yeah. is then he can play Grant on the left. It Campbell helps solve if you've not got that number ten. Yeah. He playing in the four three three. Campbell is so good at that, that playing with his back to goal and doing that pressing that you would yeah. probably normally expect the number the number ten to do. That he kind of fills sort of one and a half roles yeah. when he's playing. And yeah, I think they've definitely missed Fraser Campbell. And and he well, he's out of all of them probably been the the biggest miss of the lot as far yeah. as I'm concerned. He's also as he's you know like he's an older pro now, Fraser Campbell. Yeah. And it's interesting how, since he's come into this Huddersfield team, the one thing I've been like really impressed with him for is just how unselfish he is. Yeah. And that has really helped Grant in some games, and has and has literally left him with goals. Yeah. You know. And I think taking taking Campbell away from that front line because you don't want. I mean, I know somebody has to do it, but you don't want Carlin Grant chasing goalkeepers down, and mm. you know. Going out to fullbacks who've just received the ball from a central defender, when you know the ball's just going to go long yeah. up the line, that's not where Town want him. No, you know? so and whereas, energy for whereas Campbell yeah. is more than happy to do that, mm. and you know those those times when he manages to get a blocker, a tackle, that's where Grant comes into play as your beneficiary because he's your most important player. So 
it it is just hard to sort of criticise town for anything at the moment because it's just so they're doing what they can, kind of. Yeah, it's it's a really unique situation, I think, Mm. um, in that everything changed over the summer. Yeah, and then everything changed again when Jan went and. you know the Cowleys came in and the one thing the Cowleys do is they completely bring a different philosophy to your club and then everything has changed again because everybody is injured yeah exactly (laughs) it's a really tough (laughs) it's a tough stretch I think for everyone fans included we should talk about the January transfer window there's been a couple of names linked uh, Ben Whiteman the captain of, of Donny Rovers the central midfielder uh, is one of them Sami Modic as well I think I don't know how you pronounce his name I'm sorry but um, another one of those those tricky pronunciations what, just, yeah. what we need more of at Pound but from Bristol City uh, has been linked I am actually at time of recording working to try and sort of verify either or both of those stories or deny them so hopefully we'll have we're, we're not ignorant I know we've had nothing on the site about them but we're not ignorant to it we're just yeah. we're trying to work to to find out one way or the other before we sort of tip our hat on that but I think Shmodic from speaking to people in Bristol is is exactly what they need he's basically he's not been playing because mm. Andy Vyman has been so good that he can't get in yeah. the team but he was apparently amazing pre-season and he's He's another shorter player. I think he's about five six, five seven, sort of similar height to Pritchard. And he can play anywhere across the front three. He's an attacking midfielder, but he's very quick on the ball. Apparently, he's he's yeah. sort of a, a one touch player. He's not going to get his foot on the ball and look up and assess his options. He's very sort of instinctive. So even if that rumor turns out not to be true, even if that yeah. that particular player is not who they're after, I think that is exactly the kind of player they need. And yeah. everyone, everyone points at the left back because they, while Jaden Brown's out, they effectively don't have a left back other than Ben Jackson, who's eighteen. And flow, <laughs> and flow, yeah, yeah, half a left back. So everyone points at that and says, "Well, that's the most yeah. obvious point of recruitment." But I think actually getting the right number ten in, particularly if Pritchard's going to continue with these injury problems, yeah. is going to do a lot more for Town than than the left I, back. I'm arguably. completely with you because I, I, I think Town's way to get through to the end of the season is they've just got to keep finding ways to to win a game and you can't rely on Grant every single time and at the moment Town feel so reliant on Grant to score that there's going to come a point where Grant does go more than two games without scoring he might go a month it's just what happens it doesn't make players a bad player or anything like that it's just literally what happens so yeah, but the thing is, a lot of the, where a lot of these transfer rumours start is that a somebody may hear that there is some interest, or b it may be that Town have gone out to various agents with yeah. a model of a player they particularly want. So that does suggest to me that they are, you know, certainly looking that way. And the thing about their defence is, like, even with all the injuries and everything that's going wrong, they've been hammered once. Mm-hmm. And that game, I mean, I think you can even caveat that game and say that was almost needed to happen because it, it, things needed to come to a head with yeah. certain players and certain issues in that squad. So, uh, you know, defensively, 
Do they really need to go out and and change everything? No, I don't think they do. A Premier League left back loan, yeah, yeah, perfect, fine, you know, absolutely fine. But I mean, even if they can't get it, I think they can find ways to put a back four together between the end of the season. And as I said, they've got Stankovic, they've got Romari Edmonds Green, they've got Schindler, they've got three centre backs. They would love four, but there's no point spending the money, no, or or getting a loan for a player who won't play because then you're just paying wages for no reason right back they're reasonably covered yeah they've got Simpson obviously yeah. Dehaney De the and now. they even played Edmonds Green there yeah. and, he was, and he was really good and Flo as well yeah and Flo you've got when Jaden Brown's back and we believe Brown's back in the new year don't we uh, yeah I mean yeah Cowley said that all of the players that are out are close yeah um, but it could be yeah given that he's Sort of the longer, the longer the injury leading up yeah. to getting back on the training pitch. Generally, the the longer it takes you to get up to match fitness. So, yeah. yeah, I would expect. And also, he's in, a young player; he's not done yeah. it before, so he's not going to come back in straight away and be a yeah, ten out of ten again. He, he, I, he might appear over Christmas, I would mm. guess, but probably not every game, and probably not yeah. ninety minutes every game. So I th- I think. If Town are looking that way, I think they're probably doing it right. The the link to Whiteman is quite interesting because that suggests to me, with Town's midfield options, that they're not happy with someone. Mm, if it's true, yeah. Because Town do have decent options. Yeah, Hogg, <laughs> Chalibur, Pacuna, O'Brien. Yeah, so that that's four players for two positions, yeah. three positions depending how you play it. But even if you play with three positions... You know, you could say, well, Matty Dale is in that yeah. bench, certainly. He's not just on the bench because of the injury crisis. Mm. I know for a fact he's a player they really want to bring through and see do a lot. Scott High, I know he's way too inexperienced at the moment, but he's another one that they definitely want to plan a path yeah. to the first team for. So that's an interesting one because, again, we don't know if it's true or not, but it does suggest that potentially they aren't happy with somebody. And we know that won't be Hogg. Bakuna is in and out of games, but he has been a difference maker for them. Mm. So it does suggest, it does point towards. I mean, like, let's not even put O'Brien. Let's not. Do yeah, O'Brien. no. They're, O'Brien's they're, probably their favourite yeah. player. <laughs> so it does suggest that they're looking at Chalabar and thinking it's not it, working. It's out. not working. Yeah, I think with Chalabar though, he were really good at the start of the season. Yeah, he was playing as a deeper line playmaker and breaking from deep when he wanted to yeah. not just when Town had the ball which is what he did against Cardiff and he yeah. ran that game he yeah. was brilliant in that game when he sees the opportunity to push forward that's when he's good when he's told he's got to go time and time again mm-hmm. that's when defenders and other midfielders work him out and work his runs out and that's when he struggles but you saw with that ball for the um, for the goal against Birmingham that playing from deep he can affect games mm. so yeah it did I've only seen him a couple of times by the way Whiteman mm. and he's never really stood out to me no I mean the fact that he's their captain suggests to me obviously they've talked about wanting to have the right characters in the mm. dressing room and things like that so if there is anything in that then I suspect that, that it's as much about character as ability he's, he's only 23 I think as mm. well so he's another one for the future yeah I, I, I don't know I, we'll, we'll see what, what comes of that I suppose it's I, I mean those players can make the difference yeah. I, I'll say it again that Ben White for Leeds and I'm not just saying it's a Brighton fan but he just makes their defence 
and midfield tick. Yeah. Because he just links it all together and he gets them on. He, he not only sniffs danger and snuffs it out, he gets them on the front foot. How Town would love a player like that because Jonathan Hogg is brilliant at one side getting them on the front foot I know he got his yeah. sixth assist of his town career yeah. at the weekend but that's not his forte that's yeah. not his skill so yeah it does suggest that they're potentially looking at a certain profile of player I would love to see the Premier League loans list that yeah. they're looking at because that's, that's the one that really interests me yeah and hopefully we'll get these deals done early in the window as well I think the they have to, sooner they? they can get them done the better yeah. I mean they have to get I would say two bodies in literally by like the first end of the first week of January yeah. they can afford if they want to get another couple they can afford to wait there but like they, they just need a couple of bodies because the other thing it does it's like when Simpson came in and for that first couple of weeks it just invigorates the group doesn't yeah. it and just gets everybody going again and Town have had a, a run of absolutely raw luck mm-hmm. <laughs> and they could do with a bit going the other way for them really yeah have you are there any players that kind of spring to mind for you that 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 might fit the profile for town it the problem is I was thinking about this a lot last week and the the problem is that every time you think of a player you think well he wouldn't move yeah <laughs> you know he, there's no way he's gonna they're go. either injured or they're out of contract in the summer or yeah there, yeah and or they're playing, or you, or you think about, you think about it, and then you think, yeah, but it's January, so he's a two million pound footballer who's going to cost you five million quid, mm. and anything is just, it, it's an awful market that Town have got to negotiate in. But you would hope they're doing the hard yards now. The the lads on Annie takes that chance, which is another Town podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're talking about Marcus Madison and Peterborough. They've been going on about him since the summer. I uh, think his name come up. His name came up in a two plus two equals five kind of way. Yeah. Uh, in the summer, one of those spurious rumours, mm. and he kind of hasn't gone away since. Yeah. Then. No, I think he's a brilliant player. Yeah. But um, and would fit that number ten profile. Yeah, and team. I I think his contributions to goals. I think he's been involved in more goals over the last eighteen months than Town have scored. <laughs> um, you know, I think he's a brilliant player. I think he's miles above Peterborough's level too. He would come in and transform that town team. But I, I think he's—is he out of contract in the summer? May well be, yeah. So he's going to cost you a stupid amount of money in January. The problem being, I think half the championships after him. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was—he was linked with. Uh, he's, I know he's been linked with West Brom. He's been linked with various others. So you sort of think, yeah, there is a Cowley factor to it. There'll be lots of players who will take to the Cowleys and think this is this this is a management team I want to pay for. But you just you think it might be a bit beyond him. So then you look at other options, and again you just come up against the same thing. You just think, yeah, but if you signed him permanently, <laughs> yeah, he he costs you two three times the money. So it's difficult. It's a very difficult market, and that's why the whole Premier League loans thing. Yeah, and it makes complete sense, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's hard to identify loans as well because a lot of them would be players that are playing in reserves. That, to be frank, unless you were to go to someone from every club Mm. and say, "Who are the players in the reserves that could work?" Yeah, uh, you're you're struggling to come up with a list of names. I mean, no one would have said a few years ago, "Oh, get that Aaron Moy from Man City. He looks a player." Like it just would that name just wouldn't come up. We got. 
years ago we got Jesse Lingard from Man United at, at Brighton for yeah. I think half a season nobody had heard of him nobody knew who he was and he came and he was absolutely brilliant but no, nobody was saying oh Jesse Lingard is the exact player we need yeah. it's, it, you don't know who they're going to get Kieran Dowell has gone to Derby he was the player that town yeah. chased all summer Again, nobody really knew him before the summer, and anybody who says they were a Kieran Dow expert was lying. Yeah, unless you were following Sheffield United extremely close to that. Yeah, season. yeah, it was, it was. So I think they'll probably they'll probably come up with a couple of names that we won't you won't really know, but players that were doing really really well in a development squad or an EDS squad somewhere. But the other thing is that you've got to get players that fit the profile of your club. You know, for, yeah. for Huddersfield Town. To just go and get a player from, I don't know, say, say Liverpool, Liverpool's reserves, mm. an outfield player because I know they got Gravara, but you've got to understand that all of Liverpool's teams play in the same fashion, yeah. and that's completely alien to the way Huddersfield Town play. Yeah. So also you've got to get if a player. If only Jan was still here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to, you've got to there also go and find a player who comes and fits into your system. Mm. And that the the mother club is quite happy for you to come in and play in that role. So it's a very it's a very difficult thing. This is why I think town fans just have to. They at the moment I know it's very neither of us are town fans, but we are very heavily involved. Yeah. We are to say we're neutral is is not right yeah. really because we're way too invested yeah. to be classed as neutral. But you we are able to sort of helicopter above it a little bit and go this, this really is like if you were to judge Towns recruitment going forward on this January you'd be mad because there's so many forced positions they have to take this January it's just mm. it, it's not it's not a great negotiating position no to everyone be knows in. they're desperate yeah that's but, the thing but is there anyone you think <sighs> no to be honest like it's I'm always very sceptical with, with transfer rumours um so, well, we know how they start and where they come from, and that makes you skeptical. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the, there's no one that that is. And it, the other thing is that you can look into players, and they can look on paper look amazing. You know, we were talking before we started recording about Lazar Markovic yeah. and how he looked like he was going to be, you know, the second coming of Neymar at one point. So you can have players that look amazing on paper and turn out to be not very good, or you can have complete unknowns who turn out to be the best player in the recent history yeah. of the club, as Town had with but Aaron it, Moy. So this is it. You know, you've got the Aaron Moy example. You've got the Ben White example at, at Leeds because everybody knew that Ben White was a a decent prospect mm. and looked good, but no one thought he'd be. I mean, I, I genuinely, I don't think I've seen a better player in the Championship this year. No, and. Trust me, nobody, even Brighton fans, were going. Oh, yeah, Ben White is definitely yeah. going to be, you know, a, a superstar. I think so. You don't know who that analytics team has got on their list, and who. Yeah. And the other, I think, the other interesting thing to throw into this is David Webb's experience where he's been recently, mm-hmm. because uh, he was at Ostersunds. Yeah. Um, Out they, in Sweden. Yeah, they will have. Uh, they're in a bit of a financial crisis there. They, yeah, they're looking at losing their uh, place in the division, aren't they? Because yeah. it's, it's like a franchise system over there. You have to apply yeah. for your place in the league, and they're looking at losing it. They, David Priest, their goalkeeping coach, is someone we've both spoke to before. Is uh, he? He has flown back because basically just wasn't getting paid anymore. Yeah. You just wonder if he might 
plunder a couple of names from their squad. Yeah. You know, he might pick a couple of names from their squad who he thinks are good enough to step up. This is what I mean. You just don't know. Mm. You just don't know. And until you get something concrete, I think the thing about a lot of people will be listening and they'll have heard. I just I realise I made a slightly offhand comment about transfer rumours, and I think it's worth explaining that most transfer rumours, Steve. As we both know, where do they come from? Agents. Yes. Yeah. So they're always highly motivated. They're always, I mean, even at Towns level in the championship. So the, the thing you often get is, let's say, Hull are looking at a particular player. You will then get the story that will come out will be Hull are interested and so are uh, Huddersfield yeah. and yeah. Middlesbrough or whatever. They'll just mm. throw an extra to name club or two on. in there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that, this, that's nearly always how it how it seems to be. Mm. Yeah. So I think town fans listening to this need to sort of, without bigging you up, which is something I hate doing, but they need to be you know thankful, like you were saying earlier, you're trying to get something concrete on it because believe you me, there are a lot of local press and local papers who will just put it straight out there, <laughs> which we do sometimes, but. <sighs> It depends on the situation. But you also get a feeling, yeah. don't you? You also sometimes a rumor comes up and you think, yeah, they, that that makes so much sense. Yeah. And also you speak to the club and sometimes yeah. there's a denial and there's a denial, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. As well, because you get a denial on everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, some not always actually. Sometimes we do get a bit of a. Sometimes we do get a bit of a stare, which is there is something in that, but it's far from a done deal. Or, yeah. There is something in it, but it's complicated, and yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get a steer on that. Um, if it if, if it definitely is nonsense, then we'll or we'll yeah. be told no. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, and uh, I mean we've had a, to be fair, we with Fraser Campbell, we got a denial, and then he signed two weeks later. So, but, I, but, but, but more that, often than not, we have been told. But yes also, no. I think that denial can be absolutely genuine at that yeah, point yeah. as well. Yeah, because if you like, particularly if you're looking at Fraser Campbell, he might come. We know he was training with Brighouse Town at one point. Yeah. First couple of training sessions, he's probably nowhere near fit enough. He's not in touch or Nick. So you're probably looking at that point and going, no, there isn't any chance. Yeah. But then as he gets a bit of fitness back and he gets a bit of touch back, yeah. after a week, you go, well, actually, hang on a sec. Yeah. So doubts we had, we're kind of over them. Yeah. yeah. But but sort of these the, the sweeping maelstrom of transfer rumours... Is genuinely about eighty five percent just pure guff. Yeah, and, and we do we do run every rumor by the club. Sometimes we will put out reports suggest blah blah blah, mm. and we'll normally do that if we'll normally give the say we'll get into contact with our sources, and if we don't hear anything within x minutes yeah. or, or hours then we'll just like well we have to run it we can't just ignore it yeah. but if we're able to get hold of someone and they say we'll get back to you then we'll sort of keep yeah. our powder dry on it yeah. because we'd rather we don't ideally want to just be repeating stuff that we've seen elsewhere we want to be able to add something to, something it. to yeah. it yeah Precisely. so going back to the original question because we've gone off a tangent like we always do it's, it's difficult to come up with names, isn't it? Yeah. And I know people want names, but whoever town sign, it won't be the person we say anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and I, I, it's also worth saying that town, as we said on the last podcast, they have got this sprinkling of really good young players. Mm. So to just keep putting roadblocks in their way into the first team is also not a great idea either, which again... Yeah. 
how many loan slots can they fill? Is it five? I think they can they can take as many as they want, but you can only have five in a match day squad. Right. Okay. I think Leeds have actually got six on loan at the moment, but they can right. only have five. Yeah, but you can only have five at any one time. Okay. And they've only got they've only got the the two at the moment. Yeah. So. And you, it just makes so much so sense to say a, a winger, a number ten, a left back. Those are your three, I think. What I, What I think Town would be best doing: get through January, get some bodies in, yeah. one way or another. Don't pay stupid money yeah. for anyone. But then February the first, start recruiting for the summer. Yeah. Start speaking to because you know players who are going out of contract, you can speak to them from January the first. Yeah, but they should have a long list and they should be on that. And, and I'm they, sure they will be. I'm sh- and they should be sure. lining up their their transfer targets. But I, I do just wonder about David Webb potentially going back to Sweden and just mm. seeing if there's anyone over there, e- even on a loan, mm. that could come in and just be a, a round peg in a round hole. We'll yeah. see. There's again. I don't know, no inside info behind no. that. But yeah, we don't have any any at the moment. As I say, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back on a, on a couple of those rumours. But uh, as of time of recording, I don't have anything to yeah. to either confirm or deny. Hopefully, this afternoon or in the next couple of days, we'll we'll have something on the site for you. Um, Dave, it's the last shopping week before Christmas. <laughs> if you were looking for a nice football book for a loved one, where could you go? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe see the good people at Ockley, O-C-K-L-E-Y, books.co.uk. Wow, what kind of titles can you get there? Uh, well, the, the one that's proving insanely popular is uh, we've got some, some, a couple of lads approached us to do a sort of diary-style fantasy Premier League season, but also do a, uh, a guide okay. uh, to how to... They're finished in the top 1%, both of them, more than one occasion. They are ridiculously good at this thing I am conversely ridiculously bad at um, so and they've put this guy together it's five ninety nine, and it's it, like it's proven insanely popular but also it's worth mentioning a book called Mensch mm-hmm. and the reason I'm mentioning this book is because mentioning it was, written, <laughs> it was written by Jonathan Harding who is a uh, football journalist based in Germany uh Coincidentally, a Brighton fan. That didn't come into me offering him a publishing contract, I promise. But he's written about... It's it's basically looking at how you protect players' personalities, how you get the most of them on the pitch by protecting them off the pitch. Some of the new coaching methods that Germany have employed to try and, to try and make footballers good people mm. as well as good players because... Their thinking is if it's a good, solid person without, um, you know, gaps in their personality, etc., that will reflect on the football pitch in the decisions they're able to make and the way they're able to play. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because it is also a book that Danny Cowley has got. Yeah. Because I gave it to him. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nice little plug for my day job there. Yeah. So what? What's the address again? Uh, Ockley Books, which is O-C-K-L-E-Y dot co dot U-K. There you go. So just for the regular listeners, we're not quite sure, as it stands, what the release schedule is going to be over Christmas, because obviously we've either got games or it's bank holidays. So it's going to be tricky for us, I think, to, to get together and record. But we'll certainly have an update and a roundup of all the festive games, either just before or just after the new year. So, yeah. Thank you for joining us as usual, Dave, taking your lunch break to come and help us out. 
during a very busy time of year. No, I do appreciate everything you've done so far this season. No problem. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with you next time. Dave is on Twitter. At David Hartrick, which is H-A-R-T-R-I-C-K. Yeah, and I'm at Stephen Chicken, at Stephen with a V, and we'll be back with you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>